The following is an exclusive Disruption Network production. Support for this podcast is brought to you by Joey's at 307. Joey's at 307 is the Utica area's best for Italian fine dining. Located at 307 Mohawk Street in East Utica. Enjoy a revolving dinner menu, amazing seafood dishes, classic Utica Italian dishes, lunch specials, catering, and now serving beer and wine. Call them today to reserve a table at 315 315- 864-3527. Joey's at 307. You're going to love it. Support for this podcast is brought to you by BallWash.com. Stay protected from odors and itch. The essential must-have product to keep your crotch fresh. Feeling good and smelling great throughout the day and throughout your workouts. Remember, guys, the fun doesn't have to stop in the shower. Get the funk off your junk. Use the promo code MEMBERSONLY and get 15% off all your sales. Use promo code MEMBERSONLY for 15% off. Again, that's BallWash.com. Members only for promo code for 15% off. Looking to sell your vehicle? Contact the United Auto Wholesale Team. We'll buy it. Old or new? Car, truck, SUV, van? Call to set up an appointment. Then stop in, make the sale, and get instant payment. Sell your vehicle to United Auto's Wholesale Team. Ah, if What's I had up? hair, I'd be headbanging right oh, now. Da, 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 it's da, da, like da, da, da. I just yeah. woke up. Mm. Yes, you know up, that was that was so good, dude. Right that that you. intro was so good. Genesee Joe almost took his hair hair down. Yeah, started headbanging. I almost it did. Was close. You got great hair. Thank it's, you. It's really it bold is great. And beautiful. Oh my god, I, I love rub it. my fingers through it. I've got enough for everybody. Wow, nice. You're like the. It's still wet because I washed it hours ago. But right, right, right. You and look I like an apostle. Thank you. Yeah. You do. Thank you. you do. What's up, everybody? It's Local Music Monday. <laughs> Shout out to the sponsors: United Auto Sales, EJA Moving Services, Joey's at 307. Under too long. It's a book by Billy the Liquor Guy. It's a good friend of both I of love ours. Billy the Liquor Guy. How about that book? That book was actually really good. Yeah, I haven't was. read it yet. It's uh, Billy lived it. quite a life. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Two is. Uh, Everything about that book is cool, especially since, like, like when you see stuff in movies and it's like the brasses doesn't know what's going on with the guys on the street. Yeah. And you think, well, that's how they write movies. And then you read Billy's book and he's like, no, it's actually worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they literally don't worse. know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Utica Coffee, Saranac Brewery, my attorney, Dave Longaretta, and BallsyBallWash.com. Joe, did you get that nut rub I sent you? I didn't get the product, but oh, you didn't? that but night the, at the Stanley of Dark that? Star Orchestra, that remember was that? wonderful. Wait a minute, you're, just, you're, you're, still hand, you're still handing out those trial things? I'm kidding. Like, oh, God, I hope not, because I'm, I'm almost out, dude. You're first in line. I am almost out myself, oh my too. God. I'm almost out myself. In fact, I've been, before I was using it every day. Yeah. Now I got to, like, Pick strategically choose. place where I'm going to use the nut rub. Is today going to be humid? Must wear nut rub. Exactly. Right, yeah. I <laughs> Am get, I working yeah. outside? Right, exactly. Yes. Genesee Joe in the house with us today, Justin. How about this? I'm going to go all, the whole podcast without saying the F word once. No, don't do that. Come, Come on. on. No. Joe. Why? Because Mindy said something? No, because oh. uh, I usually say it a lot, and I was just going to joke about it when well, I fuck it up. Well, just fuck it, say it. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one. There was a lead into <laughs> a joke I, I, that you guys just wrecked. So there we go. We're keeping the running tally right now, so that's one. 
because you, you drop them a lot. I do drop them a lot. Mindy I do too. made mention it to me. She's like, you know what? Did I've... she really? Well, <laughs> she goes, he swears too much. Oh, fuck. I shouldn't say that. That's stuff. too. I didn't know the boss was listening. <laughs> the boss always listens. Hi, Mindy. We're going to give her a she, shout out. She is a sweetheart. She yes. Is. That's part of the reason why we're here today. Yes. Is to talk about the drive. It's 92.7 on the FM dial here in the 315. And Joe, you're keeping that place alive. Thank you. Alive. For and sure. I, Joe, and the other thing is, dude, I really loved you in Family Ties. You're welcome. You're really good in that. <laughs> I loved you in Family Ties. So how long is the delay now on 92.7 for you to actually catch all your F words like when you're live? The funny, God's honest truth, the funny part is uh-huh. I, I can do it. I can get away without doing it. Really? And you know when it, you know when I've made mistakes? Is when I, like right now, I made an announcement uh, like the 2.30 break. I said, listen, check out the Disruption Network. Oh, thanks, pal. I said, nobody's going to tell you the truth, but I'm not even here. I'm over on the corner, James, and whatever it is. Wow, K-Fabe. You broke K-Fabe. I broke the shit out there, Holy shit. You know, we do the least of the voice tracking thing. Yeah. But what what will happen with me is, and this is the God's honest truth, especially like during uh, the whole pandemic when I was there by myself. Yeah. I'll be pre-recording a break. Blah, 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 92.7 FM to drive, and then, like, the phone will ring or the door ring. I'll go, oh, what the fuck? Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Two more. <laughs> and a Jesus, so you got to give me an extra one for that. But, you know, Jesus is a half a point. So that, then I'll, I'll swear, right? Yeah. God damn it, what the hell? The phone's ringing. And I'll stop the recording and then go do something and forget. Oh. So then I put it in the log. And one day, Fletcher called me up and goes, I, I could tell his face must have been like, what the what did you just fucking say on the radio? I said, what? And lo and behold, yeah, I had let an F-bomb slide. Yeah, yeah. But luckily, the only thing was I turned away from the mic, and as I was walking out of the room, I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> you guys are going to need a, a I, well, I, like, I lost you're, count. You're, I think it's like eight. Yeah. You're going to have blisters <laughs> on your fingers. Can we have somebody at home keep you're score, please? T- turn it on to an, up to 11. <laughs> I'm going to go through and rewatch this whole thing oh, yeah. and then count all the dings. We, you should. <laughs> just have a little counter in the corner. Little, yeah, right. Um, speaking of go to 11, mm-hmm. very important thing. Mm-hmm. Do you see Spinal Tap 2? In 2024, they're Stop actually it. doing a second movie. Stop. Stop. Somebody just passed away, though. Yeah, he's not one of the main guys. He was just one of the guys who was a drummer. He was band. one of the drummers, yeah. But <laughs> that, you know what's funny? It was he the had, exploding drummer. Yeah. He had, like, a real, like, that guy had a real resume. I mean, I know he started out in some, like, Atomic Rooster, but they were one of the precursors. But he played with a lot of people, that guy. Yeah. And yeah. scored a lot of stuff. He was one of those dudes, kind of like a Stuart Copeland. Mm-hmm. That like scored thing, you know. So he was, I, but I can't remember his name. So, Mick Shrimpton. It was Mick Shrimpton, uh-huh. but that's not his real name. Thank you, Dave Borgia. Fuck. Right, right. There you go. He was on Bellas. top of it right there. Yeah, he... you know, Borgia. you know the thing about Spinal Tap. Uh, of course, I have to throw in my total references wherever I can. Steve Lukather had a lot to do with that movie. Did he really? Yeah. Yep. Well, I didn't know that. Yes, he did. I don't know if he wrote a lot of the songs or if he just produced the band while they recorded or whatever. You know, but he had a, he had a shit ton to do with it. You could you can tell that because he must have been in on the writing because like working on a sex farm <laughs> tonight. I'm gonna rock it tonight. Yep, they're actually that's, good songs. But that's his sense of humor too. Yeah, though, that whole thing. But I, we we play working on a sex farm once in a while. Yeah, you know, not just because we that dare bigger to be the cushion. Yeah. Better the pushing. Oh, if you know what no, I that's mean. big bottoms. Oh, that's big bottoms. That's big right. bottoms. bottoms right, right. My girl's got them. Right. 
But those songs were like really good. And like, because like, uh, one time, God's Honest Truth. They are good songs. Yeah. Uh, the anniversary of the movie, which I think is like beginning of March when it was released in 84, came out. And it was a Saturday. 84, wow. So, uh, <laughs> Lady Dies, Hard and Heavy. I said, Diane, your Hard and Heavy rock block tonight is Spinal Tap. I said, and play it like, you know. And then say that today's the anniversary of the movie. But, yeah, so I think right. we tonight I'm going to rock you tonight and working on a sex farm. Love it. Hosing down your barn doors. <laughs> it's just so funny, you know. When's the new movie out? It, I think it's spring of 2024, but it's definitely a go. Really? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, so. <laughs> but, you know. exciting. Same thing, like about 15 years ago, it was one of the anniversaries of that. And they put out. The director's cut, which basically just had a bunch of shit they didn't put in the movie. Sure, sure. And it was almost a whole second disc, and it was just as funny. Like, it was just as funny as what they kept. That could have been like a Netflix series, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. There wasn't Netflix then, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. So anyway. Oh, you know what I just noticed down here? What's that, bud? The captions, they they star out swear words. Do they really? Yeah. Yeah, because, oh. you know, you have, like, the auto-caption on Facebook. Yeah. Then this is a five-star show. <laughs> yeah. Our boys from Not Robots checking in. What's up, guys? You Good know to what? hear from you. I think we have to Motorlord. Just... Motorlord's in the house as well, man. We love those boys from Motorlord. I got to give a big shout-out to Not Robots for winning the Sammy this year. It was super cool to see those guys win the Sammy. You know, I got to, uh, I got to get back to AJ from Handsome Bob because he sent me a message AJ today. Bates? Yeah. I love that kid. But, uh... Let's start there with the local music stuff. Okay. Yeah, because otherwise this Monday. is just going to be a rambling. You know, we'll we'll get to the drive stuff. We yeah, got Bob right. and Tom comedy coming in to catch a tour. And then I want a, a typical Genesee Joe rant at the end. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, I've got a couple. Now, well, All right. Spring time. Take, not now. Not, not now. Not now. Hold it at the end. Hold it. Listen, we want motorcycles, we want, we want fires, and pollen, and I'm going <laughs> off. <laughs> We got. We got. I, I thought this, of that. We got, well, and we're gonna end this segment with it and just cut like cut as he's in the middle of ranting. Out. It'll be great. We're out. Oh, it'll be uh, like I the Sopranos. It. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, AJ, uh, AJ from Handsome Bob. Yes. So, uh, I'd like him to sit on my lap for now. No. <laughs> <laughs> You guys no. would match up in the facial um, hair department. Yeah, oh, God. He's he, got that the thing going like thing this. Is great, man. <laughs> but no, but Handsome Bob, the Not Robots guys. Yeah. Uh, career mode, pepper on the salad, motor lord, motor lord. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm forgetting. Well, beside the sun. Uh, yeah, they're young though. Yeah, we have lower all topla. This, uh, yeah, those guys, yeah. lower topa there. T- topla, is it? yeah. Uh, Carson Murphy. Carson Murphy. And not only are like Carson's a good example. Not only does he do the band stuff, but he does solo stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, my second part, which not going to be the big rant, but it's part of the rant. Uh, you know, Carson. He'll play covers during his solo stuff, and then they're an original band. Guy, The kid gets it. Mm-hmm. But my thing that I'm loving is post-pandemic, all of these young guy bands have popped up. Mm-hmm. And you know, uh, going into it, it was it was guys 50 years old, 60-year-old. There was no 20-year-old guys in bands. We started our podcast asking everybody on the show, do you know of any up-and-coming bands or any right. up-and-comers coming out? And everybody's same response. I haven't heard of anybody. And you know the other beautiful part? They're all doing simple but right-on stuff to tell people where they're going to be. At Carson Murphy, first of all, sends me the dates. Those guys do. They tag me when they do stuff. But they're putting out their schedule. They got a little graphics around it. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Mm-hmm. 
they're putting it fucking out there. Yeah. Some of them are doing like little, you know, commercials uh, and Facebook, you know, little videos with, oh my, f- you know, like they're doing it right. Right. They're young guys. They're coming up and like that handsome Bob. They get a crowd. Oh, they're killing. Uh, it right the now. career mode guys do too. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Uh, you know, if we weren't talking about this, I could tell you, uh, just down at that place in Herkimer, the south, uh, the. Surfside Tavern. Okay. Oh yeah, three, yeah. three of them played down there the other night. It was one one guy's birthday, but the place was packed and everybody was dancing and everybody was having a good time. This is exactly what we needed, right? These, I mean, they're drawing and they're <coughs> they're, they're friends. Yeah. And you know, it's just right on. You know, I love it. Yeah. So I'm glad to see stuff like that. Me too. Yeah, it's very important. I, I don't have anything bad to say either. No. I have nothing well, to complain about Can you yet. save it for the end? I'll save it for the end. Okay. Yeah, because pollen. Pollen. It's building. I but can feel it building. The one thing that we do need right now, because it's starting to become summer, yep. they could play outside, all the breweries are happening and stuff yep. like that, but we need more venues. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, you know, uh, Kate, of course, was at the forefront of that, too. Kate Devin. Kate Devin, yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, then Ashley's our great. Buddy, yeah, our buddy Seth P- Panabianco with the uh, King Squiddy. They're another band. Like, I'm trying to not forget these guys, but we have a Great band names, full, too. Yeah, a full crop of young bands coming up. And that's what we needed because this, this, this area always had good local bands. Yeah. You know, guys from out of town would come through or even guys that had progressed on to be, you know, playing you know, either in the big league, so to speak, or playing in Los Angeles. The session people would come home and go, there's musicians here that are incredible. You don't find this other places. You know, mm-hmm. right? Did you ever go? I, I remember going down to uh, Cape Cod to Gloucester for Thanksgiving, and we were there the night before. And I was like, "Well, what's going on?" And there was like two places had like a guy with a guitar in the corner. Right? It's like, what are you nuts? Where's all you? Where's all the musicians in this area? Yeah, we're you know? lucky. We're blessed. And yeah. even like our buddy Jim Inman. I mean, he's cool. Oh, he's sure. down there. Uh, you know, he's playing all the time down in Florida. Yeah, yeah, but. You know, there's such a tourist business down there right. all the time. So he's coming up? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he can play, you know, all the time. But oh. it's not it's not the same as it is here. We have, like, killer bands that could be playing anytime, anywhere. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So. Even in, like, the Blue Society, too. There's a shit ton of bands coming out of your Blue Society. Yeah. yeah. Are you, yep. You're still president of that? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, chairman of the board. Chairman of the board. That's Look at right. You. Yeah. We start spreading the news. <laughs> you know, <I'm laughs> another old white guy in charge of something. <laughs> but uh, no, you know, and then there's the other one, Uncle Charlie and the Meatballs. Love oh yeah, dudes. I mean, look at Jake Lozo. And, and Jake's playing with who's the other band? He's playing uh, with? Spoonie, Spoonie and the Tone, Tone Chaser. Chaser. Yeah, you they know. practice right below us at the Marine Corps Alien. Yeah, it that's a freaking shredder. That yeah, is. is the cool part, though. There's so many of these bands that you got to have a conversation and have them keep popping up like that. Uh-huh. That's a good sign. I got right? here's a, a good, good sign, sign for you when I'm going into work and I'm talking to Joe Finelli, who's our house sound guy at the Stanley. And Joe is always a sound in guy. a good mood. God love him. Yeah. Always got a smile on his face. Yep. And in Anyways. the middle, <laughs> in the middle of his work, Sarcastic. make sure you start to make stupid jokes to him. But when Joe, oh yeah, he loves just that. Loves yeah. that. He, he loves that. stop and talk and tell him okay. to turn up the 4K. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Give um, him a hug, too. He loves hugs. You know that Jake's yeah. a shredder when Joe Finelli goes, hey, man, you know, I got to see Spoonie and the Cho- Tone Chasers last night, and that freaking kid's amazing. Yeah, he's when incredible. Joe's saying that, Joe don't give compliments out. No. You know, no. because he's been in the business for so long. Yeah. You know, you get jaded after a while. Like, we're jaded. Oh, yeah. I don't give any compliments out, you know, unless oh. it was really good. Yeah. And it, 
I, for I, Joe Fidelli to say Jake is is a shredder, it means a lot. And, and he is. Jake came out of nowhere, too. His, yeah, and the you thing know? is, it's not just that he's a shredder because he can play sweet stuff, too. Mm-hmm. You know sure. what I mean? He's just not all f- fire and flash. This guy can play some shit. Yeah. He's very with, talented. With, and everything he does is with feeling. That's what I love yeah. about what he yep. does because he's not just playing to play guitar to get chicks and to do all that stuff. It's He's playing because he truly loves what to he's play. doing, and he, and he feels yeah. the instrument. It's an extension of himself, which he's is great. He's got God-given talent. Yeah, sure does. He does. And like I said, came out of nowhere. Yeah. You know, came he, out of nowhere. I had no idea that Jake was a good. I've known I've known Todd Lowe's was dad for years. I mean, you know, shout out Lowe's Dove, rest in peace. Yeah. <laughs> but, no more. They're not together anymore. No, no. They had their last gig. Uh, I think it was the end of last year or something like that. But uh, you know, I think Todd's retiring again. Really? But uh, but his son, you know, Jake is killing it, man. Just killing it. And Todd, you know, was a hell of a singer. That guy had a great voice. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Still does. Does he paint trains or something? Is he <laughs> like a? He's a like. He's, he owns uh, uh, the tri- He's a professional tri- painter, yeah, right? Painting, yeah. Tri-County painting or something like that. So I, somebody one time told me, he goes, oh, that guy, he paints trains. And I was like, I don't I don't know about the trains part, but yeah. Yeah, I know he paints. I'm sure he could. <laughs> I mean, how hard is it? You know? And that begins our first rant, painting trains. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I don't like the color of the red. Yeah. <laughs> Joe, when did you start playing harp? Oh, you know, it's funny. I just talked about this the other Did day. Did you? It's not funny. Because I There's feel like no just one day whatsoever. you showed up with one and you just started it, blowing. When I was a kid, I started uh, like playing along with like Neil Young songs. And then around, believe it or not, around 1983 or 84 maybe, I got that uh, Doors album that came out called The Live She Cried. Ooh, and nice. at one point, the, like, it's the sixth song starts up. And they go, it's the one that Jim says, it's Little Red Rooster. He goes, somebody throws a joint on stage. He goes, that's what they call a New York joint. You can pick your teeth with a New York joint. So I was like, oh, do you know what he said? And he goes, we'd like to bring out our friend John Sebastian. And then he was playing the blues tune with him and bending notes and stuff. And I was like, whoa, how do you do that? So that that was actually in the 80s. But I didn't start playing with anybody until, like, Fletcher in the late 90s. Yeah. And then Slug started after 2000. Right. So, yeah. yeah. But I did, I did just kind of walk backwards into it. You know, right, right. Yeah. So. And now you're a monster. Because mm-hmm. I knew all my guys like Lenny and the sister. I knew all these guys that were like professional musicians, and I was like embarrassed. I was like, I ain't telling them I'm doing this. Get out of here. And we had a band called Disgruntled Monk that used to play at the PLAV in West Judica because, you know. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. We could play there. We could what play the hell's there. the PLAV? It was, well, it was the Polish League of American Veterans. It was just like It was just like a, you know. A, a, a yeah, vets club. A vets club. And it's been closed for years, but it was still open then. And um, kind of like the Polish home. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, they would have dinners there and stuff like that. But it was like on the corner of Francis and Mulberry, or is buried down in, it's in that in neighborhood side. behind oh, wow. Munson Williams, in between Munson Williams and the uh, arterial. Copy that. So they would let us rehearse there in the basement, and we had to play once a month upstairs. That's so we cool. would do that, yeah, and had a lot of fun, you know. So my buddy, a buddy of mine, Ralph, really like a handy dude, came up with a light system that he made out of light switches. That's it wasn't cool. like we bought a lighting rig. He came up with a plywood box full of switches, and he would just sit there and hit the lights through the whole thing. It was cool, It all and it all worked. It was yeah. so neat, you know. But, yeah, it wasn't until I started playing with Slug that I started telling people. Yeah. 
And I regret that now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's any consolation, the first time I saw you play with Sog, I thought you'd been playing harp for 20 years. Me too. You know what I mean? It's just it's, really once again. It's, it's I mean you 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 see guys that play with feeling. And it's an extension. It becomes an extension of their bodies. And those are the true players. You know what I mean? That's where the true talent lies. Well, thank you. Yep. And you have a presence about you up there. Oh, for sure. Because you're the tallest one in the band. Wow, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on. Now. You're like you're like the guy in the, the Saturday Night Live skit that plays the cowbell. I am like that guy. Yeah. yeah. I love it. I, I told Chris Andreski the other day because I got that, that new uh, Line 6 bean. The oh, pod. yeah, the pod, yeah. And I went over to Bob Oxhouse, and he put, like, you know, Fender Bassman and the Fender Tweed. So we put in all the sounds, and it really sounds good. So I told Andreski the other night when we were setting up on stage, um, this thing's getting great. I said, my notes are still all wrong, but they sound <laughs> fucking spectacular. So. But nice. that's, that's Bobby Octo with that uh, with the Line 6 stuff. I've never seen anybody in my life program like that. Because, yep. like, you know, I, I've never seen anybody, you don't see anybody using Line 6 live. Everywhere Bob plays now, he's using his Line 6 amps and everything. Yeah. And it sounds like a roaring tube amp setup, you know, because he's always been so good at programming that stuff. And, you know, I went over and he was like, oh, I got, like, the bean. I got it yeah. up at Big Apple. And he says, uh, oh, man, I haven't seen one of these in a long time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, hang on, let me think. Okay, that's the bass man. Play through it. It's like. It was perfect. He like good. Good thing he didn't remember how to. You know, right, I know. Because, but yeah, but you know what's funny about uh, being the tallest guy in the band? Uh. So I bring the whole line six setup and everything to the gig out in Central Square in this field. They had this great stage built out of logs. It was like a log cabin stage. It was really so cool. cool. And um, fucking brought everything but the microphone. Fuck, I missed it. I brought everything but my, my green bullet mic. Uh-huh. So I tried to play through a regular mic, and the XLR to quarter-inch cable that they had didn't work. Uh. So I said, oh, crap. So I played through the PA. I don't know how the guy did it, but he had it sounded great. But if I stood on the corner of the drum <laughs> riser, I could hear it absolutely perfect because yeah. now nobody was in front of me and so I just stood on the corner of the drum riser so instead of being an orc I was like a super orc and I was now 18 inches above everybody else you know and I had of course we're playing hippie festival I had my Ace Freely solo album t-shirt on you yeah I mean? so, but it was funny I was like I feel like one of the I gets up here I was telling Bobby <laughs> But yeah, so instead of being an overly big dope, I was twice as overly big dope. So yeah. So yeah. so being that you came into the into the industry or the business, whatever you want to call it, late as far as playing wise goes, have you, how many of uh, how many times have you had the oh shit I've forgotten something on the way to a gig? You know what I mean? Where either you turn around or you can say fuck it, I can get it at the gig. Great question. I like that one. That is actually a great question. Well, there was the other night. Um, what the. Thunder. Oh, it's thunder. oh yeah, oh it's God. thundering outside. That scared the shit out of me yeah. for a second. It's, I know. We got some good ones rolling in. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's gonna be we might good. lose power here. If Whoa! We well, if we end up in the dark, we're going to find out who's the man's man. I'm just Anyways, gonna, I'm going to uh, let you know. start drinking if we lose power. That's all if I'm saying. If we huh? lose power and it goes dark, we're going to play Guess Who's in My Mouth. Squeal, boy! But, uh... You notice for a second, we all looked like, was that a shotgun? 
I was, that's what I was worried about. Yeah. Because, uh, you, you know, know, especially current events lately. They, well, you know. they can be one of the rants later on. Um, you shouldn't make fun of things that call it like shootica, but then again, you're absolutely 100% right. Shootica. No. <laughs> you never heard that no. term? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've been calling it shootica. Oh, my God. And you can't really argue with that. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Um, Boy, it is raining it's out there. Though. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's we have a discrepancy right now. Joe Town has you at eight <clears throat> uh, f bombs, and uh, Gina has you at nine. So Ooh, there's a there's slight discrepancy right now. Throw one in there just in case. I would go with Gina. Yeah, we talking about Gina Scampone? No. Oh no, this is uh, this uh, Gina, Gina. Gina Bonomo. Yeah. <clears throat> oh. Let's go with her. We'll go with the girl. But anyways, back to your question, which was a good one. Forgetting stuff. Uh, one time on a Utica Monday night, I left my stuff in my girlfriend's car, and she didn't realize we were playing. She drove off, and this, this was like 20 years ago. Yeah, no and cell phones. I had nothing. Yeah, there was way before cell phones. <clears throat> I'm usually pretty good with not forgetting things. I usually take that dummy check before I go out of the house. But it has happened. It is. I I've had to turn around and oh, one time with Thunderwatt, I forgot the bass player. <laughs> we were all out. Remember that place in Bridgewater was open for a little while. Yeah, Club Aqua. Club Aqua. <laughs> all hanging around, talking, having beer. Inman, we're helping himself. Like, Where, where's Jim Chase? And him and Bob looking like you were supposed to go get Jim Chase. Like his car wasn't working that weekend. Yeah. I was like, I'm supposed to go to. What? What? And he lives in a risketty. So luckily, I took right down Route Eight, and I had to go get him. So I did forget a human being one time. Wow. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I also forgot one time to tell uh, when we had Downtown Funk and Blues Band. We were playing. We were opening up the Brewfest, and I forgot to tell Dan Sistai who was playing guitar with us on those gigs at that time. So uh, I forgot that. But for the most part, no. Luckily, I, I don't forget things too often. That's the one thing I'll check to make sure of, because, yeah. What about you, bud? Hmm. <laughs> uh, I left my guitars at home many times. Have you? Yeah, just walked out without them and then, like, got, like, and, like, if you're, if you're getting on 5S and Frankfurt going towards Utica, it's, when you forget something at home and you know you got to turn around. You got a ways. You got a ways to go. And, and it feels like an hour and a half to get from Frankfurt to Dyke Road. When it's only like maybe seven minutes, if that, yep. six minutes. But you're driving and you're, I mean, the F words are flying at this point. Yep. And then you got to turn around, you got to go down the old 5S back to Frankfurt. It's yep. like, it's literally like the drive of shame. So I've done it many times. But the you worst know. one, go ahead. We were, uh, you know the story already. I do. I, I can tell in your eyes right now. All oh. I can see is Anthony's eyes right now. Is this the one at, no. Go Silver on. Beach. Silver Beach. Yeah, so I uh, I get done playing at Silver Beach, and and we get done packing up, and we're outside talking, waiting to get paid, you know, and shooting the shit, and, uh, you know, get done, say goodbye to everybody in my car. I go and, and drive home. Lights are off at my house, and I'm sitting there just trying to wind down in bed, and all of a sudden I, I just sat right up and went, I totally fucking forgot my guitars. And my ex-wife at the time, um, I wish I'd left her in Silver Beach instead of my yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I woke her up, and she's like, "What? where did you leave them? I said, in the middle of the fucking road in Sylvan Beach. Oh, jeez. Three guitars in the middle of the road. Ew. I called the state trooper barracks up there, and I'm like, can you send a car? I mean, I'll be right up to get them tomorrow. Could you do that? They laughed in my face and hung up on me. They laughed at me and hung up on me. And so I'm like, well, I'm fucked. So I'm just going to go to sleep. 
not driving the fuck back up there at four in the morning. I'll fall asleep and drive yeah. off the road. Yep. So uh, the next morning, I get a phone call from I, when John Shore was in the band. His brother Adam uh, called me, and his friend, who is on the uh, fire department, they had gotten a fire call, and they're roaring around the corner, sirens blaring. They come by the crazy clam, and and uh, and this guy goes, "Stop! Stop!" They stop the truck really quick. He runs over. He goes, "I know exactly who these are." Puts him in the fire truck, and wow. they, went, they went and went to the call, and then they brought him back to the firehouse, and they got him back to me. Fireman one, police zero. Yes. <laughs> I told you, Lamazza was saying the question should be, how many gigs has Justin arrived with all his gear? You, you know what's funny is, <laughs> wow, that's, I cut me deep there, Tone. I have forgotten more things at He's shows. He's not lying, though. At shows than before shows. And the one thing I don't like is when you forget something home, though, Yeah, it's always neatly stacked right by the door. Yeah. So it's like you were there almost you know, like you had it ready oh, yeah. to go and then walked right by it. But I've forgotten stuff. And, you know, talking about leaving stuff in the road. One time back, uh, I had a great, not a Fender Princeton, but a Fender Yale amp that I bought from Nicotero. Oh, yeah. It was a, wow, it was my first amp uh, for playing, you know, through. And uh, like an idiot, one day we had played at the Devro on like Saturday and I was working there. So I went and cleaned up on Sunday. Middle of winter, and it was freezing out, and I had a van. So I put the stuff out on the sidewalk uh, and put some in, went back, locked the door, closed the gate, put the chain around the gate, and it was so cold, I just jumped right in the van and drove away, and I left that Fender Yale sitting right on the street. Somebody <sighs> somebody found my amp standing there. Damn. Oh, my God. Damn. So, Damn. Boar's just saying he left all his drumsticks home a few times. Yeah, uh, we, Lenny Jr., every time we played at Dick's, it was either his drum key or his sticks. Mm-hmm. Uh, one time he left his throne at home, too. Yeah. He didn't have any place to sit down and play the drums. This I got a brass knuckle story. You brought up Lenny. But one time, Anj forgot his uh, microphone. He needed his microphone. It's the yep. wireless. He loves that microphone. Yeah. And we get to, like, the Westmoreland exit, and he, he oh, my God, I forgot my microphone. I'm like, I have microphones there. No. So he does a U-turn on the throughway. Oh, my God. And, and he goes back, and he starts talking to the girl. He goes, listen, my girl locked her keys in the car. She starts telling her the story. She's like, um, I'll be right back. I'll be right back. I just asked for you. And the girl's like, yeah, sure, just go. And, like, didn't pay for the ticket, you know, because he U-turned before getting to the next exit. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So he starts, he comes back, and he gets the microphone and stuff. And then, uh, and I don't know, he just started, he was like, his thing was just to Talk, talk faster than they can think, and then they'll let you go every time. So, <laughs> if you could talk faster than they can think, then you're good. That, that is actually words to live by. Yeah, right. talk faster than they can think. Here's another example, perfect, not, nothing to do with music, but just my forgetfulness. I mean, legit, not even kidding, went to two different golf courses last week. One I left my coffee mug at, and the other one I left my sunglasses at. So I thought. So I went through, I called these places, they don't have any clue what I'm talking about. So uh, the other day I get in my car and I drove and I, I had to hit my brakes real quick for a second. And all of a sudden my coffee mug rolls out from underneath my, <laughs> my seat, right? So I'm like, oh, cool, my coffee mug, that's great, I got it back, awesome, right? I go, no, oh, just for shits and giggles. I get out of the car, I go around the other side, I look under the seat, and there's my sunglasses. <laughs> Damn, it happens to me every every single day. And I you're not something. even a pothead. No. no. <laughs> you know, it, when it does come to just forgetting things in general, though, it's an everyday, like, occurrence. Yeah. I don't know if I'm headed down the road, you know. I, I, we I just, just got a lot of shit on our minds, you know yeah. what I mean? That's really what it is. I really believe that. I think musicians, especially people that think 
you know, with the other yep. brain. I, they just have way too much going on to worry about silly guitars. You know, <laughs> you know I, I'm trying to keep, like, the radio station stuff all on, on, you know. And then I do a lot of painting and stuff like that. So I'm running, like, a little side gig. Contract side. Yeah, yeah, that kind wall, of stuff. Yep. Uh, and then uh, there's the other side of my brain that is thinking of song lyrics from 1984, mm-hmm. a movie I watched in 1976, something my dad said one time. Yeah. And it's almost impossible it's to exactly uh, right. remember everything, you know? That's my brain in a nutshell right there, 100%. And my girlfriend, Diane, is the exact opposite. She's got like a filing cabinet brains. That's my wife, yeah. She just pulls the drawer open, and there it is. I can ask her where stuff is. And she'll just be like, oh, come on. It's on the left side of your dresser, right by the lamp, not in that record thing that somebody gave you that's a record melted into a bowl, next to that, underneath two receipts, and whatever, it'll be right there. That's, and I that don't also know sounds, how she does it. That also sounds like Lady Milano, what she just said. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, the thing is... <laughs> You know, it's, it's by that thing. You know, not that that the record thing, but the other thing behind the cabinet. Matter of fact, I got a. I just got another text from Lenny right here. Oh, here I is. love that guy. Yeah. What did he say? He asked me about a phone number. He says, "Do you know who's supposed to play the Blues Jam in June?" Well, Lenny, thank you for bringing that up. Uh, oh, there you Philly go. Blues right. Society. The June Jam. Uh, no, I do not know who's supposed to play it, but it'll be somebody good. Yeah. So. Cool. We do have Phil Petroff coming in, though. I, I love think him. for the July oh, one. I love rips. It. So, yeah. wait a minute. So, if Phil's coming in, that means Lenny's playing, right? Yeah. Yeah. And of course. It might be a wait, roundabout here's, way. Here's my, here's my question, though. Can you guys because... talk like each other to Lenny? Talk like Lenny to each other? Well, see, the thing is, uh, <laughs> now, the thing is, now, don't go there. We're going to talk about the Blue Society, but the thing is, what was I saying? <laughs> I th- you know, I was thinking that that uh, maybe you guys could have that Phil Petrov thing that's like, not the trio, okay, but but when they have Frank Tellerico come in. You know, Frank used to play back in the day, you know. You know, I mean, I think there's something. I mean, if we could get him out of his house, it would be a great addition to the to the Blue Society event. I, you know. <laughs> God, I, lo- I love that guy, too. Me too. You know what I mean? It, but, we're not making fun of him. We're yeah. celebrating Oh, my him. God. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> I love that, man. I've learned more from Lenny in we're my gonna life. We're going to keep making yeah. fun of him until yeah. he comes on the show, by Oh, the way. for sure. <laughs> you know, I, I should have texted him when I was on my way over here and said, just meet me over at Z's. Come oh, on. my God. That'd be yeah, great. That would be That would have been awesome. You know? We're going to have to have a four-part episode for Lenny, though, or just block out four hours. Well, you know, first of all, he's thinks like no other person. No. He can figure stuff out. There was a guy. There was a guy from down around Boston when Bob Ock first opened up Ock Rock. And he had a record that was almost, it was all recorded, all the parts, and didn't like it. So, you know, every record starts with the drums and the bass. Sure. You know, and uh, somehow Lenny went back and came up with better parts and played it to what was already recorded. Yeah, I've and seen it doesn't do that. sound like that's hard, but that's really hard. I won't even you know say. I mean? Yeah, I won't even say who the record was or what it was. But the drummer had left the project. Didn't know if they were if he was let go or if he was, you know, whatever. But the drummer left the project, and the album needed to get finished. And uh, Bobby hired uh, Lenny to come in and re-record the drum tracks with no click, with the band already playing. Yeah, and he re-recorded the entire. Album. I think yeah. Lenny did that a couple times. For yeah, me. it's been a few times. Yeah. yeah, it's been a few times he's done that. But I, I mean, it's it's insane. I mean, like, and the next thing is he's a master carpenter. Yeah. Oh yeah. He does like, great work. 
beyond, he's not a carpenter. He's a master carpenter. He is. Finish work, all that shit. Yeah, Joe and I got to work with him uh, last year on a, on a house that they he redid um, all knotty pine throughout the whole entire thing. And Joe and I, our job was out in the garage, uh, sanding, staining, re-staining, re you know, re-sanding uh, the, the tongue and groove pine. Yep. 500, something like 568 boards that we had to do. And uh, it took us like four months. Wow. It probably would have only taken us a month and a half, but there was a lot of stories being told in between. <laughs> <laughs> hey, true, Bobby's though. checking in. He's saying leave Lenny alone. Leave Lenny alone. alone. <laughs> <laughs> and he's saying he did that a couple times with yeah, the track. Yeah, Bobby rooms. would know, definitely. I mean, that was I, most of the stories that I've heard about Lenny. It was Because Lenny, I was, I, I've told this to Lenny before. Like, there's certain guys for me in the area that were, like, my starstruck people yeah john leaving being one of them you know yeah. and lenny you know because lenny there was always the legend of lenny milano before you met him that you had to hear about it, especially as a kid you know growing up in the valley i mean you heard about this illustrious drummer lenny milano who was like who did who did all this stuff you know what i mean and like like played on all these records and like you know and and to hear you got to hear all the stuff that he played and then you know to meet him like I, it was the first time i was ever really starstruck by a musician especially one that lived around here and uh, I told him that story before, and he laughs. Oh, he laughs so hard when I tell him that story. He's like, me? What? <laughs> yeah, well, all right. So here, here's my funny, uh, here's the tale of how I met Lenny. At some point in the 80s, I was still in high school. My dad hired him to do some <clears throat> jobs around the house because my dad knew his mother, Penny. Mm-hmm. Right? So he was coming around, and um, they started out by doing a bathroom for us. Okay, it was him and another guy. And then, uh, so he was doing stuff down, like, at the bridal shop, too. And then eventually, the house that I live in right now, upstairs where my girl lives, uh, he took that apartment. So they moved in next door. And I was probably now in 10th grade. And actually, Mark sister I lived downstairs in my apartment where I live. Because Lenny brought his friends in to live downstairs, right? Him and Judy. Yeah. So that's how I met him. And then I took... The carpentry class where we built houses at UFA. Oh, wow. So my dad was like, look, my son, you know, Joey, or I was Joey to everybody. Joey's interested in this stuff. You do it. Can he help you do a few things? So I helped him build a deck on the back of the house. You know, they took two porches off. We put a deck on. And then we sided my father's house. And then I was just his employee. I was his guy. Right. But we hung around all the time. And so I picked up all that music stuff, all those stories. And then I got to meet all of those local musicians through him. So the ones I wasn't meeting through my dad, who were the older generation. And one day he goes, come outside. He calls me up. He goes, come outside. You have to take a picture for me. And I go out there. And you want to talk about being awestruck. The band was the band. He just posted another photo of these guys the other day. The Toasters. So it was Lenny. Oh, wow. Rich Mancini, Danny Holmes leaving. Oh, that, I saw that picture. And Dinger. Dinger, yeah. Now, you know, they're fucking breaking balls. Oh, my And I'm like, yeah, and I'm like 15, and I walk into the middle of this, and it was like, holy shit, who are these guys? You know what I mean? Like, I knew who leaving was. I knew who Holmes and Mancini yeah. were. And all, they were all right there. And then, like, I had to take their picture. And it was like, oh, you took that picture? I, not that one at the Valley okay. Brook. I took their um, first little press shots. Yeah, yeah. But then oh, I got so to know cool. all those guys. Right. You know what I mean? And then we built Bob's place. And then I met all those other dudes. You know, and it always seemed like Lenny, either between my old man or Lenny, 
I was always meeting all these musicians. Yeah. And so I knew all these guys well before I ever thought of doing this stuff. Right. But that's probably why I ended up doing it, because all they, they were just, you know. He yeah. broke you Everything in. they looked was so cool, and I already knew these guys, so. He jumped yeah. you into the gang. He did jump me well, in. Well, you know that you know that band had to have been really good, too, if uh, John Liebing, who is an extremely accomplished guitar player, is playing keyboards for the band. Yeah. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? I mean, like. And, you know, it's oh. not like they were doing, like, easy songs because it was like a local super group. They were doing songs with arrangements and stuff like country. The first time I ever heard Country Girl from the Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young album, mm. Deja Vu, was because the Toasters did it. Wow. And I got to go while they were rehearsing, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, you like, I took to pictures that, of them on the deck, and then I got to go hang around up there. So they were breaking balls on each other. They were breaking balls oh. on me because I was some kid that was, you know, sure. you know. Uh, but yeah, and so that and it was like that was my introduction to the local music scene was all stuff through Lenny wow. or through my dad because my dad booked the acts at Hannah Park for a long time. Oh, okay. Oh, wow, when, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, he did it under Hannah. Then he did it a little bit under Palinga. Then it was off for a while. So and then late seventies, early eighties, or mid seventies to late seventies, and then like mid eighties. Okay. Because um, when Hannah came back again, yeah, uh, no, it was La Pola by that time. Yeah, gotcha. but but yeah, that was funny too because I would be down there hanging around with him when Hannah's first terms, and he, you want to talk about ringing a bell. Hannah would go off on oh, yeah. everybody. He was nuts. And just like, I would be right there. And one time I remember we were in the office and something happened and he didn't see me. And he was screaming at my old man. And he was screaming at uh, the guy who was like the head of the maintenance department. And he was laying into him F-bombs and everything. He turned around and saw him and he went, whose son is this? <laughs> and I was like, it is. He's like, oh, nice to meet you, son. And yeah. like, totally shut it right off. Yeah, yeah. And even then I knew this guy's nuts. Oh, he was nuts. He's completely uh, nuts. They, was it CBS or somebody? They did a whole date. Yeah. Night oh, yeah. Oh, that's out there, man. Oh, yeah. You could yeah. see it on YouTube. I worked, at, uh, I worked on the east side um, with Tops. Used to be, I think it's Hannaford now. But yeah. When it was Tops and they put the bank in there, Charter yep. One, I worked yep. at the bank. And it was right towards the end, right before uh, Ed had passed away. And he used to come in with his wife all the time. And... Uh, I was in the store doing something, and I could hear somebody swearing loudly, you know. And so I ran back, and I see him screaming at one of the, like, the manager or whatever. And I just walked over casually, and I was like, what's going on? And he was like, this motherfucker, just yelling and screaming. And I'm like, let me take care of it. I got this, you know. So I, I walked over, and I said, you know, you know, Mr. Hand, what can I do for you? Like, what this? And I helped him. And so every time after that, he would, anytime he called the bank, he would have to talk to me, or every any time he would come to the bank, he would have to see me. And if I wasn't there, he'd leave and come back again later. And it was like it was the craziest thing. But he, I don't know why he took a liking to me, but I, yeah. it was the craziest thing. So the that's one, my Ed Hanna story. The one thing I always remember about him too is when we were kids, he lived up in South Utica, kind of in the uptown neighborhood, and they gave he gave out those one pound Hershey's candy bars on Halloween. Did you really? Yeah, he gave out them <laughs> big stories. Yeah, man. So everybody well, go to Mayor Hannah's house yeah. for Halloween, huh? Oh, yeah. And then they'd bomb it with eggs after and shaving cream. <laughs> <laughs> That's some Utica shit right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the, <laughs> thanks thanks for the, the Hershey bar, fucker. <laughs> There's my vote for you. You know, another funny thing, and I just I thought of this earlier when I was listening to, and once again, love the whole thing with Danny. Uh, uh, Danny Unbreakable. Nippin. Yeah. Yeah. But he worked for the city for a while. Danny, yeah. Yeah, and I, re- I remember that because you that was about that time. remember Danny worked for the city? Because I, I, I remember meeting some guys. This is why I think I know I met him. 
because I remember meeting some guys that would come around and they're, the old man would be like, oh, this is so-and-so. And then there were other guys where the old man would be like, just shut up and behave yourself. Right. Like, stop running around. And I, there were a couple of guys that, like, seemed to frighten everyone. And I, I think one of them had to be him because he was a bad dude, man. His job was sidewalk inspector. Yeah. <laughs> that was his title. But That's some Utica shit right oh, there. Oh, sure, the guys yeah. out on they're, bail for a murder. And, and then they were like, here, we'll hire you here at the city of Utica. Yeah. You're the sidewalk inspector. Here's a Polaroid camera. Go take pictures. But be, being a kid. <laughs> some Utica where do, shit. Where do I apply for that job? <laughs> right? Man? What the fuck? <laughs> be, being a kid, though, in Utica and being downtown, uh-huh. especially with my old man, they had a bridal shop and he knew everyone. Mm-hmm. Um we met. I met all those mob guys. Oh, yeah, I met a lot of those guys, and you just realized, like, how Dad would react to them. That you, you know, just shut up and stand still. You know, and then there were other guys who were his friends, where it's like he was more relaxed and all yeah. that. But you knew when somebody like that was in, and then little by little, all those names came out. Right, you know what right. I mean? So. We had a guy actually that lived in the apartment upstairs. My parents. There was like a three room apartment in the back. And he moved, his name was Arnie, and he moved over to the east side, and it wasn't long after there was a hit put out on him, and he got killed. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so it's weird. I, I, I never made the correlation between me and local mafioso. Right. <laughs> Our boy AJ's checking in. He's saying uh, all about the brick road with Ed Hanna. What's that? Is that... Um, the expose. There's a couple things about him on YouTube right now. Probably you is, yeah. The one where uh, I want to say it was John Stossel or something came to town and interviewed him. And he was on national. Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And, and they just so bleeped crazy. him out. Yeah. You know what, though? It, you know, as crazy as he was, there's. The, did you hear that thunder? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's a truck. Oh, that's a truck? Yeah. All right. Oh, I thought it was thunder again. <laughs> like, you know, oh. when Hannah's uh, second time around, though, remember we had all the arsons in town? Yeah, yeah. They brought the arson task force mm-hmm. in, but he made that deal with the army to have those houses all torn down. Right, and that actually was a big thing. Sure, nobody yeah. else was doing that. And honestly, the whole thing of going around picking up the trash and all that was Ed. Yeah, right. He wouldn't, you know, but he would. It wasn't like Palmieri where they're all doing it. He was screaming and yelling at the guys that he had doing it, but right, still he right. got it done. Yeah, sure. sure. You know? <laughs> hey, Mertz is checking this and Hannah brought in the Henry Paul band at Hannah Park. Yes, he did. Henry Paul, now who's that? Henry Paul uh, came out of the Outlaws, but Henry oh, Paul's gotcha. two big songs were Grey Ghost and, uh, oh, there was another one. There's a Grey Ghost. Oh, man. Oh, how embarrassing. Genesee Joe can't remember Henry so Paul. Hang on, hit, hang on. Hit the delay button. Hit the delay right, button. Yeah. This, get this right. <laughs> the Drive FM. Yeah. Here's our forgetful the host. Grey uh, <laughs> Ghost was one. I can't think of the other one. All right, for the love of me. Well, there we go. I might as well fucking retire well, you now. Might, all right, show's over. Yep, that's, that's it. it. <laughs> well, let me tell you about the day where uh, Genesee Joe forgot about the uh, Henry, Paul, Henry Paul band. Yeah. <laughs> all he could remember was... One song. Oh, <laughs> was it was it Ghost Riders in the Sky? I think was the other Henry Paul tune. I don't know. No, anyways, you're on your own with this one. Anyways, that but <laughs> no, but Henry Paul came out of the Outlaws. But the Henry Paul band did did a lot. And um, 
Man, they did play down there once. I think the CDB played down there. Charlie Daniels played once. Mm. Oh, so. Did Blue Oyster yeah, ever play down there? Yeah, Blue Oyster Cult played down there. Yeah, yeah but they so played yeah. there for uh, when it was an OUR fireworks show. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Was there ever an OUR? See, I, I, you would know this. They did the Taste of Utica there, too, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what it might have been was Taste of Utica. Did they ever do a fireworks show up at the Parkway? Yes, oh, they yeah. started there. That's where it they, started. That's where it started. Because mm-hmm. I was at one of the first ones. My parents brought me up there. And I don't know who was playing that first one. But uh, one of the first ones, Vinny and the Butchers, I think, headlined it. It was yep. local bands. It was yeah. all local. Okay. But they did a few up there. And then somebody's always got to be an idiot. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Somebody's always got to be an ass. Here we go. Rant number one. <laughs> Rant number one. No. And this was well before I got into radio. But somebody came in from another town, didn't know really where they were, decided to park down in the middle of Corn Hill. And when he got down there, didn't like the African-American guys hanging around his car and thought he would express his displeasure in the most derogatory way possible. Awesome. Awesome. And he got clobbered and sued everybody. And that's how it got wiped out at the parkway. What, Is that I, what happened? That's did exactly they, what happened. Did, Everybody I, got did he actually there. win? I think he might have. How did? How would anybody win that case? It was his choice to fucking park there. We don't need common sense here. But then it went to Vernon Downs. <laughs> and uh, we had a successful run at Vernon Downs. That Tom was and first, Jerry put those shows together. My yeah. first show I'd ever, I've ever gone to, my first real concert. I went, uh, Blue Easter Cult was there. Um, Night Ranger, I think, might have been there. That yep. First year I went. Yeah. Yep. Night Ranger and the Tubes were on the same bill. Yeah, and the yep. Nixons. Remember the, the Nixons? The Nixons were up Nixons, there. Yep. Sweet Vine played up there. Yeah. Government Mule's first two times up in central New York were at our shows up there. Yeah, yeah. that's right. And then, uh, so. <laughs> I love the fireworks at the parkway. You want me to they complain to or you want me to tell a funny story? Which one do you guys? Funny follow? story first, complain. We're going, you, I'm going to let you off the leash for all your rants and raves. But I love everyone. I love everyone. <laughs> and here we are, the point in the show where it's yeah. what grinds Genesee Joe's gears. There you go. <laughs> no, uh, so funny thing. We booked the Tubes and Night Ranger on one bill. I remember this. And both of them played great. I was working there then. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I was with you guys then. Oh, you, then you're going to remember this. Okay. So we had the dressing room trailers behind the stage, and then we had the broadcast, you, oh, you know, the radio station uh, one. So everybody came in before their set for a little interview. And then when the interview stopped, they were still recording back at the, at the station in the studio. And, um, and it's funny, I never thought of it like this. Now we would just have our phone and have them record drops. But yeah, this, right. it was going through over the transmitter, but not over the air, and it was being recorded. Hi, this is so-and-so from Night Ranger. You're listening to, you know, the radio station. So uh, before his interview, Fee Wable gets off the bus. Oh, boy. And they were playing a little early, right? They were playing second to Night Ranger. They were playing below him. And he gets off. And all of a sudden, in the backstage area, you hear somebody screaming, and it's Fee Waybill, and he's screaming at his road manager, but he's letting it fly. What do you mean we gotta fucking go on before Night Ranger? No, that's not me. That's Fee Waybill. Yeah. Still, he said it. Can't unring a bell. Nope. <laughs> That Night Ranger. If I knew we were going on before them, I never would have took this. This is bullshit. Blast this guy. Wow. But everybody heard it. Everybody back there heard it. Like, you know, like everybody starts walking slow and quiet, you know? So 
10 or 15 minutes goes by, maybe, you know, maybe an hour or whatever. Um, but it's still fresh in everyone's mind that the guy from the tubes is now pissed off. Right. Right. Had a rock star meltdown. Right. So he comes in to do his little interview and he's cool. He's in, he's entertaining. He's friendly. Everything's fine. And I think it was Jerry that interviewed him, but everybody was in there. Right. So he finishes the interview. There's this air of relief. We give him a clipboard that's got the little script on it, and it says, say this, and then ad lib if you want. He goes, huh, ad lib if I want. What should I say? And I was holding the microphone for him. I was right here next to his chair. I said, say that shit about Night Ranger again. (laughs) (laughs) And the whole trailer just went dead silent, and he cracked up up like cackled he laughed so loud he goes well, they do suck don't they kid and, I was, and then everybody started laughing but i thought allison was going to literally die <laughs> because you know there's just people milling around and talking and thank god he's not mad anymore i was like say that shit about night ranger again right like right here right to him and he looked at me and he went bah! he cracked up and oh my god it was just it, it was like a Dead silence for a second until he laughed. And when, as soon as he left, everybody broke up. But I've got that tape. I've got it. I can play it on the air anytime. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. We still have a mini disc. It was on mini disc. <laughs> it actually was on mini disc. And oh, wow. uh, I found it during the pandemic. Somebody was doing a Woodstock 99 documentary. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. got in touch with me. Right, so right. I found the mini disc in the player, which technically I stole. You have a player? Yeah. I got a working one. Wow, really? if you need one. I yeah. can, yes, if you need one. I have all my old radio station and, wow. mini discs. And you know you can you can send it right through the microphone jack with an eighth inch plug right mm-hmm. into your computer. You can save all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Ah, so if you want I, ever want to borrow it, it works fine. I would love to. Yeah. Thanks. They, it's literally when uh when OUR moved up to Washington Mills, it was literally going in the dumpster. And I asked Dave Dowdy, I said, Can I take it? He's like, yeah, we're throwing it out. So I just, I kept it. R.I.P. Dave Doughty. Yeah. He was a good man. He was a good man. He yeah. really was. Smart. Yeah. So the other fireworks story was, um, I don't remember exactly what happened, but I think there was a lot of headbutting going on between our one friend who was the promoter and our other friends who were my mentors in the game because it was going to be the 10th year, and they didn't want any money. They didn't want anybody who had already been there. They wanted to kill it yeah. for the 10-year anniversary. Is this our favorite promoter? Our favorite promoter. Okay, I got you. And, you know, dude, you got like personalities. These guys aren't going to take any shit from the other guy. Nope. You know, it's like my dad and my uncle. You know what I mean? Like, how do you, you can't pick his eye, right? So uh, it got down to the wire of like, if you don't let me know what the lineup that you can offer us is by noon on whatever Thursday, we're not doing a show. And the other guy was like, I've given you good lineups. You know, so what if any money's already been there once? Or whoever, right? And noon came. <laughs> and at 12.02, Bill Keeler went on Rock 107. It was like, we're presenting fireworks over Utica, the 10-year anniversary. Didn't even wait. Didn't call bluffs in everything. And that's how what Rock 107 did, like, the last four or five of them. Wow. Yeah. Literally, like, right like that. And it was an explosion of hatred out of downtown. Yeah, it was crazy. I think they did three and then stopped him, and then Ed brought him back after he bought OUR in 2008, 2009. Huh. But it was like that cutthroat. 
I mean, wow. like seriously cutthroat. I, and, you know, I was on that team at the time, so I was like, I was on the losing end, but I gave him a lot of credit for like, wow, yeah. he had that planned. Right, right. He, you know what I mean? <clears throat> that deadline got laid down at noon, and he was like, I've been on the phone with them since 1 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Sure, We're sure. ready to go, and they announced. Yep. They wow. announced it just right afternoon. Wow. Yeah. I miss going to concerts. I mean, maybe it's just a, a uh, the radio um, wars. But remember like, how uh, bad it used to be? Oh, sure. It used to be really okay. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, maybe it's like nostalgic for me. But like maybe that being my first concert experience, you know, I drank Old Mills in the in the parking lot tailgating. Like, remember those old wooden cases of Old Mills? Yeah. Like that was my yep. first taste of tailgating and everything. But I miss concerts at Vernon Downs for some reason. I just, I, I don't Me know. Me too. I really enjoyed it. They, they, a lot. Cheo had a great run. Yeah. Like, yeah. The 96, 97, 1998, right around there. Like Fish, yeah. Dave Matthews, The Dead. Yep. Like it was had, becoming, yep. it was becoming a full blown regular tour stop. And yeah. yes, the neighbors didn't mm. like it because, well, the excess and e- the egress and you know the. That one friggin' road. It's bad. It's Hang just on. one lane. That one fucking road isn't yeah. good enough for that. <laughs> he rang it's the not. bell himself. I yeah, love it. I love it. He's right, though. No, yeah, yeah totally. That, that was road. the only thing. Yep. And you know what, man? I hate to say it like this because I like the venue and the concerts and all that more than anything else. But it's hard to put seven, 8,000 people in some other person's backyard sure. and front yard yeah. because yeah. what happens when you invite people with something uh, yeah they piss they all over the piss place. all over everything they wreck everything yep. you know <laughs> so i mean i i wish that it was still like happening all the time but at yeah. the same time well that used to be that used to play in our summer because we would always go like dave matthews that one year played there so they'd have like individual artists like big yeah, you know, artists play there. Bruce like played there. Yeah, people. Bruce Springsteen. Uh, yeah, Bruce Springsteen. We actually played inside the casino that night. Did you really? Yeah, the night wow, he played awesome. there. So he broke his own record for the most amount of time playing yeah. at Vernon Downs that night. He played like four hours and twenty three minutes straight, or something like that. And it was like the longest show he had ever done up to that point. If you remember, it was August, but it got cold. Yes, it did. And so I had been there all day because we got a last minute broadcast. You know, and I saw Chuck. I was helping him put the garbage bags in the trash cans beforehand because I had like an hour to kill. Yeah. But um, it got cold. So it got to the last song. And then he came out for the encore. And we said, let's beat traffic. Let's just get in the station truck. Because also, I didn't want the station truck there as people were leaving. Because that's when stuff will happen, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and they, go, we love you guys. And then there's no windows left in it. You know what I mean? So, So my girl and I... At the time, got in the car and left, and he played like a 12 song or a 10 song encore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, come on, man. Yep. You know, we were like, well, he's going to play like Thunder Road. He's going to play something else. You know, we we don't need to hear that. We'll just beat the traffic out of here. And he played a full, he played in a whole other set. set, Yeah. He played an entire other set. It was incredible. But yeah, we played that night. That was we just got our brand new PA system. We were so excited to use it, and it was packed that night because everybody like who didn't want to go home filtered into the casino. And it was freaking mobbed that night. But um, uh, I remember the '94 K Rock, uh, the K Rock time that, that was there. Um, yeah, that they, they had, had the first couple. Yeah, the, the first couple, and, and that would that would play my summer. I go to fireworks, and then after it was K Rock It was like that whole thing. 
And uh, I remember seeing Cowboy Mouth and the drummer, like they, they had like this thing in the middle of that, their famous song where the, you hear the bass drum, boom, boom, boom. And then the, the, the drum tech would go in and the guy playing drums was the guy, he was the guy singing too. And the guy, you'd like, you'd be talking and talking, you don't notice it. And then they come back into the chorus, he's hanging off the rafters in the top of the freaking stage, that, yeah. all the way in the top. Blew me away. It was like, that was awesome. And uh, Matchbox 20, right before they hit with Push, right we, before. That, that was, was a, Tom that Star. Was, yeah, yep. That was all yeah. Tom Star. Tom got not only got, knew that song was going to be big, so we started playing it. But he could he could work with those record company guys to get them to yeah. send those bands up right at a low price. Yeah, because they used to do that. Back oh my god, then. we were making fun of Matchbox Twenty because nobody knew who they were. They come out, you know. There's not very many people there because they like if you don't recognize the band, you take time, you go around to some vendors, yep. you do some stuff. So I was like, I don't know, four, like in that general admission area, like four or five rows back, I would say, right. And all of a sudden, Rob Thomas comes walking out. We had no idea who it was, but he's got this big Stetson on. It was like this fucking big, yeah, you know. Yeah. And we were, oh my god, we we're ripping on him so bad. Who's this fucking asshole? You're like, blah blah blah, you know. And they and they started. They it's, started, only, it's only for you. They oh. started the show. They started their show with Push. Yeah. And everybody that was making fun of them just stopped and their mouths just hung open because they were so good. It was yeah. such a great band. If if I recall it correctly, and I sometimes do and sometimes don't with things, but that three AM it, it, what was the first one? Push was the first Push single? Push was the first single, yeah. That one just, re- between when they were booked and when they played, that blew. Yep. Mm-hmm. That blew up. So by the time the show got there, it was like one of the hottest bands, the, the hottest new bands going. Right, right. All of a sudden, it was going to be at Vernon Downs. That, that was all Tom, God bless him. Yeah. You I'll know? tell you, the best show at Vernon Downs was that Horde show with Beck and Primus. Oh, and my oh wow. And, and ben I remember Folds that. Five, me away. And Ben Folds 5 ben Folds on the five. side stage. Yeah. And, nobody, uh, nobody realized Morphine. that there was only three guys in the band. Yep. Yeah, it, uh, Morphine. Morphine was Morphine on that Morphine killed it. I didn't even know who they were. They were great. Beck killed it. Beck that that, really. that blew thing me away with the that sunset. night. Yeah, it that, blew me away yeah. that night. And you know what's funny is, um, like, Neil Young played a short set. He had some bug up his ass that night, and he played a short set. But still, man, it was oh, yeah. so cool to see Crazy Horse in, in him up at Vernon Downs. Yeah. But Beck was off the hook. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I think that, like, Coolest Shakur and Leftover Salmon were on there, Yes, you're right. Oh, wow. Yeah, you're there. right. Yeah. Blues, Blues Travel, travel yeah. too, because yeah. it's a horde thing. Yep. Um, you're right. Coolest Shakur. I forgot about that. Was that their tour? It was the what was Blues it? Traveler tour. What, did, what was tour? No, what, was it? Yeah, it was. It yeah. was. That was their tour. That's right. It originally yeah. started off as them and ARU and yeah. Fish and uh, yeah. Because the horizons of rock developing everywhere, but then the Almond Brothers got into it. Yep. Hot Tuna played Drummer it. Mule. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they were so. all in there. Yeah. Like I wasn't that. That whole tour conceived like at the old Rainforest Preserve in New York City, like that whole. I think so. Where that where they used to do the thing oh, and they yep. had the VW van inside, and oh, that yeah. was oh that documentary that came out was great. The Wetlands documentary. Yes. Yeah, oh my god, great. the Wetlands. Oh my god. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh, it's, it's insanely good. You can watch oh, wow. it. It's so good. It's old. It's been out for yeah, many sure. years. But um, that's a really good one. And then Mo, that's actually how they got their break too. Was off the Horde tour. Oh no really? shit. Yeah. Oh. Hey, um, let me was ask it you. further? No, no, it was Horde. Yeah, it was, was Horde. Wh- yeah, it was Horde. Yeah. You know, let me ask you a question, uh, Justin, because um, you brought up something cool. When you guys played in the hotel after Springsteen. Yeah. Now, we played after 38 Special 
And the whole time I'm thinking was, I hope some of the 38 special guys are here because we're playing all Southern rock. Right, right. So when you play like those things and you know that there's, do you get like your hopes up a little bit that maybe someone will, there'll be a sit-in or some kind of occurrence and has yeah. that ever happened to you? Well, yeah. I mean, there's been there's been a few times that we played with, you know, like um, we got uh, we played uh, after Foreigner at Seneca Niagara Casino um, yeah. out in Niagara Falls, and all their fans came in. And uh, Jerry, who sounds just like Lou Graham, yeah, uh, when he sings, so we do, we do like cold as ice, and the freaking crowd went crazy. We were like, oh my god, maybe, and like they weren't there. We only had like we had one musician, the drummer from Queensrÿche, Casey Grillo. Oh yeah, uh, when they played at Turning Stone, and he he literally showed up after they were done, and like hung out with us after hours, like when we were packing up. Wow, like he was totally cool. He was like looking at Joey's drum set and, and stuff, but. We had Ron White after I remember Ron, Ron White, White came up, up on stage on, yeah. and did the whole uh, uh, Call Me Al dance, like the Chevy <laughs> Chase and Paul Simon did. He did the whole thing with it. And there's that picture where you see him going like this. That was, that was yeah. what he was doing there. Uh, so he came twice, uh, came up on stage twice, so that's two different times. And uh, we were playing uh, uh, Rivers Casino is connecting, and George Lopez was there. Oh yeah, yeah he stayed and watched us for a, a You're long time. You're forgetting the best one out of all of them, though. Probably, I can't. Michael Kublicki. Oh God! Okay, yeah, Glubicki. So he's hanging out down. He's hanging out down at. Uh, he's hanging at, at my at place because he was banging some girl from Utica. Yeah, and they were. That's and why I'm not going to say her though. name, but she's a great friend of mine. And they were hanging out my place. Right. He was hanging out, and then Lenny Junior is like, "Hey, I want you to. I want you to see my buddy's band." Yeah, they play. They do a really good job with your songs. You should <laughs> come down, right? So we had already played. This is such a good story. We had already played our one. We used, we did some M O A. Yeah. So we'd, we just we'd already played that. You know, in the night, <laughs> and uh, you know, I see Lenny walk in with this guy, and I have no idea who he was. I I never seen him in my life. Oh, you never knew no. who he was. And uh, so Lenny comes up and he starts talking to uh, Jose on the side of the stage, and we're playing. <laughs> and Jose goes, uh, "All right, we're showtime. We're gonna take a short break. We'll be right back." It was like right at break time, so he goes down. He's talking to him, shooting the shit. And he comes over and he goes, yeah, he goes, that's Michael Gabicki from uh, Rusted Root. He wants to come up and jam with us. Do you remember Ecstasy? And I'm like, yeah, I could do that in my sleep. That's a great song. Let's do that, yeah. So, like, walk around. Everybody's trying to figure out what they need to figure out. Sean's still in the band. Ben was in the band. And uh, so um, he gets up on stage. And I'm like, there's no fucking way this is that guy. No way. Because it didn't look like who you hear. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah, it doesn't yeah, fit yeah. Yep. who you would hear, you know? So, you know. All of a sudden, he starts playing it, and I, 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 I watched him play it one time. I watched him play it, Russ, or uh, um, uh, sent me away. I realized I was playing it wrong. Okay, I mean, from a guitar player standpoint, when you see somebody, the person that wrote it play it, you pay attention. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> so like he he drones out the single note, dun, 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 and then you hear dun dun dun. Dun, 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 dun. But he's droning that one note, so to this day, that's how I, t I, I play it now, just like he did. And uh, so we went into ecstasy and just absolutely destroyed it. But we ended up on topics. It was the only time that Showtime was on topics uh, for something positive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy goes on topics. He's like, "Yeah, I'm in the Celtic Harp inside," and you know. Showtime goes back on stage after a break, and I'm walking out with my beers, and I hear "Send Me Away" by Russ and Rudica. I'm like, those assholes already fucking played that song, like this. And all of a sudden, I look up and I realize that it's not Justin singing; it's the guy from Russ and Root. So yeah, that, that was it that's was awesome. a cool story. I right love that. Yeah. Story. So he got up and sang and, and and played both of those songs with us. So that was really cool. That is yep. that's something. So shout out to Lenny Jr. He he made that happen. He did. So. He did. What about you? Yeah. Ever have any big collaborations? 
The only one, the only, once again, just like that, the only one that I can uh, really remember is, well, Slug played something with David Gans, and I played like crap. <laughs> right, right. New Riders of the Purple? Uh, New Riders of the Purple's Age, Fletch played with them. They didn't play with us. Because um, I was like, this ain't open mic night. Back off. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I will say this much, though. I uh, played down at the place that is now Catchatories was the Ilian Elks Club or the Moose? Moose Club. Moose Club. Yep. A benefit that Dave Morgan put on and um, uh, the Nighthawks were the, op- were the headlining act. And Mark Wenner let me play through his amp. Oh, cool. And then stood there and made the adjustments on the knobs as our first song started. And I was like, you, no. <laughs> get out. Don't watch me play. Get out of here. Yeah, right. Yeah. But uh, that's as close as I could get. I never really had that. But I was hoping, like, when we played Vernon Downs after 38 Special, that somebody from that band, because we were doing Skinner and the Orleans oh, yeah. and all that stuff. Um, These guys all bounce right after now, though. You yeah, know? they I mean, do. We opened up for Eddie Money, and, like, his daughter was out watching us, but he never came out to see us. Yeah. Uh, we hung out with Benny Mardonas a couple times. We opened up for him a couple times, so he was cool. Benny, um, yeah, Benny was always such Benny, a was, Benny was always kind of aloof with me, but at the time he had known only like Tom and Peter Hirsch and Jerry and those yeah. guys, and we were like the the kids, the new guys in the thing. Sure. So he was a little like, yeah, who fucking cares about you? Yeah. Now it's funny you say that. Oh, there you go. Oh yeah, it's, it's funny you say that because You're like up to 14, we were, by the way, we were told specifically. Really? Yeah, Joe Towns keeping tally. Oh, I love oh, it. Thank you, 15. honey. We were told specifically we played at Fulls Beach House the first time to open up for Benny. We were told specifically, it doesn't matter if everybody's freaking out. No encores. You know, you just get you get in, you do your set, get out. Okay, sure, no problem. You know, whatever. So we get done with our last song, and Benny's on side stage, and uh, we're like, thank you so much. Benny's like, no, no, no. Do, an, do another song. Do, like, one or two more. You're good. You guys are good. Because he just, he was, like, he was enjoying us, which I thought was pretty cool, you know? How cool is that? We got off stage at what? How cool is that? Oh, yeah, it was great. It was, like, it was right when we first got together to a showtime. So it was, like, 97, 98. And no shows were huge, though, because he would do Memorial Day and Labor Day weekend at oh, Silton Beach right. for Dick Fall. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I that's hosted right. some of those. Yeah, you might have hosted that one. Um, Yeah, I think I might have. Yeah. I might have, yep. Silver did, Beach. Did I ask you to sit on my lap in the van? No, no, it was that somebody was, else. Never mind. Uh, yeah. No, Did, uh, is Sylvan Beach? It. Is it back to being like a like a hot spot for music? Well, it is. I, I mean, it used I, to honestly, be back in the day when growing up, yeah, that was, yeah. I loved going to the beaches. I mean, there's I always music. To see it. Yeah, I mean, there's music at the lake house. That building is amazing, by the way. It the, really the is. Casino did. Yep. That's incredible. Um, where the old foals used to be. Uh, you got uh, Harpoon Eddie's, which has live music just about every night of the week. Yep. Uh, across the way. Uh, uh, a good friend of mine is reopening Willie's Chop Shop, yes. uh, which used to be run by the Carbones, but they sold it to uh, my friend Gooch, and he's reopening it. Um, Gooch was part of opening, remember the back nine in Rome? Yeah. Gooch was part of that whole deal. So, we live in an area where there's been more than one Gooch, by the way. Yeah. True. Yeah. This is my friend Gooch from Rome. So this, this is, is a yeah, Rome Yeah, there was Gooch. a Utica Gooch. There's a Utica Gooch, yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. So, you know, Willie's Chop Shop, and then I think... <sighs> I don't think there's any place else right now. Crazy Clamp's not having anything. No. Yep. You know, so uh, Yesterday's Royal doesn't even exist anymore, even though they fixed the building. Remember how I used to go by the Yesterday's Royal and it used to curve? The building used to yeah. curve, and it was like they should have condemned it. They actually fixed it, so now it's like all back to normal. Like, You know what? A lot of people, and I'm, I'm one of them in certain respects, complain about the Turning Stone, complain about those guys. 
And I do, too, because honestly, I think, and I'll be completely honest with you, I think they throw advertising dollars at the corporate stations and stations like mine who have bigger audience than OUR, took their whole audience. They don't fucking give us the time of day. They just started to now return phone calls. And I think it makes a good point because El Zorro can help them with some of their clubs, like if they have dance clubs and stuff like that. You know what I mean? They should. Yeah. But for years they wouldn't because they would just blow money with them. Mm -hmm. And they should have been. So so I've always had a bug up my ass a little bit. But who doesn't around here? If you ask me, though, there's only one place that was going to pull Sylvan Beach completely out of the dumpster, put the fire out, and make it something. And that's those guys because they had the money. Mm-hmm. The ability to do stuff because their projects never fail, and, the, and they now are doing that. So what I heard they that they built they, that whole uh, rental yes, the whole rental place. And, it, did and, they buy the amusement park? I heard a rumor that they bought the. I, the heard, it, I heard that too. I've heard yeah. both, but okay, they're the only ones who had the money, the resources, and the record of yes. success to do that. And I know. People are going to get mad because they, they bought that trailer park and had everybody go. And, I, and, and I'm sure that was terrible for those people. But the only people, the only entity that was going to come in with the right amount of money to do the lake house and the vacation section now, it's them. They're the only ones. And, you know, if you want to complain about the green algae and the... The, the blue algae and the all state, the... Red they're algae the only, they're the the only ones who are going to get algae. the state to do something to clean that up. Right. Yeah. If anybody can do it, it's those guys. Copy that. So I think that there was nobody was going to save Sylvan Beach and make it like it was when we were kids. Because once that stuff gets kicking, now the place down the block, now the place, you know, the old pancake house, now these places can have uh, faith to invest in that town. Right, right. But it was the the Turning Stone was the only ones that were going to do that. Yeah, those buildings are super old. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Too, and now. But my like uncle we had just the pancake talking, house for years. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah. My uncle Mo was. Yeah. That was him. Remember he was telling me about that. Yeah. Yep. The, like we were just talking about venues. I mean, there's we're running out of venues, you know, because you don't want to, like, the, the, you know, playing in the local band 101, you don't want to oversaturate the area you're playing in. You know what I mean? So you don't want to play, like, you know, this bar and then play the one across the street the next night. You know what I yeah, mean? Because you're just yeah. burning yourself out. You're burning the area out. But at this point, we're like, we've lost all these venues. And there's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of places to play now, you know, with Varick Street and stuff. Like, they, they're used to be on that end of it. But um, how about the Celtic Heart coming out with that uh, schedule and everybody losing their minds like it was going to be Saranac again? Yeah. yeah. Did you see that? It was actually yeah. kind of smart marketing, but Whoever, also yeah. some copyright infringements going well, on there. Yeah. Too. But yeah, I don't, I, you know, maybe they got permission What's from Saranac. What's copyright between friends? <laughs> yeah, right. But I mean, the, the amount of people I saw on Facebook losing, losing their fucking minds. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. my God, it's back. It's back. You know? Listen, you know, it, but that's. Why is Last Left playing four times? Yeah. What the hell? No bands ever get any. I mean, nobody come out. Then, then all the shit talking starts. Oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, drives me crazy. That that was the glory days of topics. Yeah. Now, oh yeah. All, <laughs> did um did I say Tom put a, a permanent roof over that stage? He did. Yes, he did. Did he really? Yeah, yes. He thank there. God. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. Um. But but you know he's another one. He's got a good track record. Yep. Mm-hmm. So let him do it. But people that got mad over Saranac Thursday's demise. First of all. There's no 600-car parking lot anymore. No. Sure, too. That parking lot was huge. That was the key to the whole thing. So how you can't understand that part, I don't know. Yeah. That's Second of all, after 20-something years, 
maybe it had run its course. Mm -hmm. I think so. And let's face it, no matter what happens, a guy two blocks up and around the corner at midnight on Thursday could get in a fight or a stabbing, or there could be a big fight in a bar down the road, and it's all Saranac Thursday had to riot. Right. Yeah. So how yep. many times are the Matt's family supposed to take that? Right. How many, you know, how many kicks sure. in the ass are they supposed to get when they had nothing to do with it? Their event had been done for six hours. Yeah, and then can you imagine the amount of, like, there's, like, what, yeah. three, 4,000 people there every Thursday night, right? Can you imagine how many people are calling Saranac going, why do you have, why do you have this band? You know, why is this band going to yeah. be there? Because the, the two arguments every year, and it, it was like any time the Saranac would be like, they were like, oh, it's the same bands every year. So the next year, they brought all these new, these kind of newer bands in. They were trying something different. Attendance goes way down. Everybody goes, nobody knows who the hell you're putting up on the stage. Well, make up your mind. You know what I mean? You can't you can't have it both ways. You That's know what so I mean? I, I, I love this area, but, boy, you are talking about an area where people want it both ways. Yeah. Uh -huh. All the time. eat the cake, and I don't want the cake to be any less when I'm done eating the cake. It's yeah. got to have It's got to be there. You know? I do. I, you know what I would do? You know what I've always wanted to do there? I mean, and they got the room for it. You have two stages, one on each side, ha and do sets. Like, you know, the, whatever band is the main stage band or whatever, they play. And then on the set break, you have this band over here on stage B that's like a new and upcoming band, and you can watch it if you want, you know, type thing. But, you know, have like a two... Yeah. A two-stage thing or something like that. Or have an opening act on one stage and then switch it over I, to the Festival after. style. I always festival wanted style. to do a series like that where we get the bigger bands in town. Yeah. yeah. Nope. No, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. You know, Showtime, the Gridleys, the Bombs, you know. And they go on, and you tell people the show starts at 9 o'clock or 8 o'clock. And so they all show up, but we put an opening band on to play yep. 45 minutes. Yeah. Unannounced, so that people don't not come. And then we show off, you know, a uh, pepper and, on the salad yeah. or a handsome Bob. Right. And so the Showtime audience gets to see them. The yeah. last left audience gets to see them. Right, right. And then, you they, know, because they get... if you say they're going to be there, they're yeah. going to wait to come out and see the, the band. Yeah, out. I give a lot of credit to these newer bands that are coming out right now because because when we were coming up, we had, like, uh, uh, Rattle Basket. There was a band called um, Miller's Mills. Uh, Silver City. I remember them, yeah. You know, Silver City, or not Silver City, was uh, maybe, I don't know, what the hell, I can't think. Anyway, there was a few bands we were coming up that, that uh, would allow us to open up for them. You know, and we would have an opportunity to. The bar owners didn't care. It was cool. Everything was great. And nowadays... These guys are out grinding it themselves. They're self-promoting on YouTube. They're self-promoting. I mean, Handsome Bob's got freaking flyers. Like, you know, like, like just they, yeah, they're Pepper great. on the Salad is putting flyers at other bars. It's hilarious. So I love it. You should. You know what I'm saying? It's unbelievable. Say, I meant to tell that kid on, like, get messaged on Facebook and say, don't put flyers for your show in another bar in this other bar. You know right, what I mean? Right. That, you know, but... Yeah, well, we used to get he's doing we used, it. Yeah, we used to get in trouble for that too. But yeah. you know. if it's a bar that doesn't have live music, I see it's okay with it. Yeah, but if they do have live music, it's kind of this, this one had live music. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Maybe you got permission though, because yeah, I, I not, nothing wrong I don't know. with a little gorilla. Nothing yeah. wrong with a little, little gorilla, gorilla warfare. warfare. It was in the men's bathroom. It was okay. in the men's. It was in the men's bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> what I like about it though is all these up and coming bands. Everybody's getting along pretty well right now, so it's good. Yeah. You know, but I really do. Except I, for that I, damn Gridley Page. I know. Nobody likes that Tim guy, you know, I'll tell you. We haven't but mentioned him in a I'll while. I'll tell you, the one thing that this area still is missing is is a good, like, I mean, Saranac Thursday proved that this area can handle a good festival. For you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think there should be something. 
outside you know, a good venue. And we have there. a great park at Proctor. It would be a perfect freaking venue. I have for gone. It. I've driven past that park yeah. every time I'm on the parkway, and I'm going, "Oh my god!" It's perfect. They do it's it in Rochester. So Why can't we do it here in Utica? And well, once you know again, there's everybody's going to piss all over everything, there's and there's going to dig up the grass. Yeah. Also, there's not a parking area for that's true. Four hundred yeah. cars over there. Yeah. You know where's a good one is that Handshake City place. It is. And they start doing some little things, but that, yeah. that could be a possibility. You could probably bring a stage in and over there. Yeah. I, I, say, I think Handshake, Handshake City, it's a cool setup. I love the way it's set up over yeah. there. It's got a great little bohemian type sure. of vibe over there. Yep. You know what we should do? We should, we should, and when they tear down Charlestown Mall, we'll build a fucking amphitheater. There you go. There, there, and we'll there put in a, a gigundo amphitheater right there, like a big, you know, concert venue. Yeah, put man. the venue you know, in one county, though. <laughs> you could put the parking lot in the next county. But right now, you know, Charlestown is in both counties. It's yeah. in both counties. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Just park park in Frankfurt. Park over in Herkimer County and go to the event in Oneida County or vice versa. You know what I mean? It's right on the line. But So anyway, speaking of Herkimer County. Yes. And before we run out of time because it's almost 4 Oh, o'clock. yeah, I got to go. <laughs> um, the drive has some stuff coming up I want to talk about. Damn, Italians talk a lot. I know, right? <laughs> the absolute, uh, in my opinion, my favorite part of Bob and Tom's show now is the way that Josh Arnold and, you know, Willie, the new blood, has really made that show funny. Because mm-hmm. after Bob retired and left, there was like a period where even Christy Lee was gone for a bit. So, um, and, I, and I'll say it, and I, I don't like this, but, you know, Bob and Tom can be a little polarizing. Some people don't like them because they remember them from before with, you know, Bob's obnoxious laughter. Yeah. Um, But I think that that show now is funnier than it's ever been, and it's because of Josh Arnold and Willie Griswold Mm -hmm. and now Chick. And, you know, Tom has become the old curmudgeon who's like the butt of the jokes and all that stuff. So we're bringing in an incredibly funny guy, Josh Arnold and Willie Griswold, this Saturday night to catch a tours down in Ilian. Great cool. Place. Really good food. $40 tickets. Get you a buffet dinner. Opening set from Uncle Charlie and the Meatballs during happy hour. Mm-hmm. Then the comedy show right after 7. And um, I should say it's brought to us by News Channel 2, WKTV, Daily Sentinel, Big Dog Motors, Drive and Catch Stores. But I went out and saw Josh uh, out at the Funny Bone in Syracuse back in March. Mm-hmm. And his set was incredibly awesome. funny. He kills it. So, you know, that's going to be great. There's not a lot of tickets left, but the whole night is well worth it. Yeah. Shit, I, I spent 45 bucks on beers and food besides the ticket. Yeah. How about so, the food down at Cachetaurus? It's incredible. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Those guys know how to cook, man. For sure. So so that's coming up Saturday, so we got to plug that. Is Bob and Tom, is Bob on it? No, he He's retired gone. about he retired? three years ago. Yeah. yeah. Because the Motor Lord saying he does... He misses Bob. They 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 kept the name. They I think he might name? own the name. Oh, so, okay. you know. But um, anyway, yeah, so, you know, so that's happening Saturday. It's going to be a really good time. Sounds fun. Um, so you get a meal, you get music and comedy all in yeah, one night. Yeah, all at once. And that's it's a great be idea, great concept. So, something new for Uncle Charlie. They're doing an acoustic version oh, cool. of themselves. Yeah. So Jake and, you know, that's great. Tony and Adam, those guys are all going to be there. I got to tell you, man, I was in New Orleans last week, and I wore an Uncle Charlie and the Meatball shirt, and I got stopped about a dozen times like, that's a great shirt. I love that. Is that your band? And I had to 
text really? Tony. I'm like, I got so many compliments yeah. on your it shirt. Really is a great band. They, name. they love it. <clears throat> yeah, they love it. So I, they yeah. could be a hit down in New Orleans. Anyways, yeah. go ahead, brother. So then there's that. Then uh, June 8th, the Blues Society has Mark Hummel, Mark Hummel coming into the Rose Lawn. Okay. Harmonica player extraordinary. He's one of those guys. Yeah, the it's going to be another line. good night. Yeah. We like doing shows there. Yeah. You know, it's you know, a place that's big... a forgotten place. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that yeah. was, I, I loved when you guys did it at the Ramada. Yeah. That was a lot that of fun. Was that was, of fun. we did a couple for you there, which was great. Yeah. I loved it. So that's uh, <laughs> that's coming up June 8th. You can get, you know, tickets through mbblues.org. And then on the 17th of July, the Blues Society has the uh, free picnic coming back Ooh. to. Sylvan Beach. Yeah. So that's happening again out the July one. July seventeenth. Yeah. I got to put that in the calendar. That's a Sunday. It's going to be another good one. Yeah. So Sunday at yeah. the beach. Sunday afternoon. It's yep. Pirates Weekend. Oh, cool. And our blues thing is going on there too. So that's going to be a lot huge. Going on. That's awesome. Yeah, it is. And then also we got. I want to plug Q on the Canal. That's going on. Our boy Tommy Morial is putting together oh, awesome. this barbecue competition, barbecue fest, food truck thing. It's going on at Bellamy Harbor Park in Rome. Perfect. It's August nineteenth and twentieth. Uncle Charlie's playing. Los Blancos is playing. Cautions playing. A bunch of great bands playing. So Labrares. coming out. And now yep. you get your first drink on the house, and you get to sample all these great barbecues, yeah. and then you get to judge too for ten bucks. I love seeing Los Blancos in, in the area, too, in Utica yeah. playing a, a lot this more. This is in Rome. Yeah, I know, this but they're playing in the air. Like, you know, like they got a, they got a gig at the Harp, too. They're yeah. uh, one, of the, one of the Thursdays at the Los Harp. Los Blancos <clears throat> one of the best bands that's ever come out of this area. Well-deserved for them to be in the Syracuse Music Hall of Fame. Well, Nicest it should have happened years ago. Nicest guys in the world, too. Colin's just a wonderful guy. All those yeah. guys are. For sure. Steve, you know, a bunch of them. I super, them super amounts of talent. Yeah. So. Um, I, AJ wants to plug uh, that uh, the Hansel Bob's at the gig this Saturday. So cool. That's awesome. You got your foot in the door over there. And uh, you're at the gig soon, too, right? Are you there Friday? Friday, yep. You're there Friday. So you guys Yeah, and can, Hansel uh, Bob is there Saturday. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, Hansel yep. Bob. By the way, AJ, I didn't get back to you yet. But as long as I got you. Listen to me, damn it. <laughs> AJ, I want to uh, maybe have him come I up. Screwed up. I screwed it up, didn't I? No, it's yeah. hilarious. So, but, uh, and then where else are you playing this week, Justin? Uh, actually, uh, Wednesday I'm at uh, Heel Path Brewery in uh, the Marina in Frankfurt. Oh yeah, cool which is place. if if you, <laughs> I I don't know if anybody's like me. You go to a brewery like that's local, and sometimes some of the local breweries have like an aftertaste. You know what I mean? Yeah. That local flavor. Yep. This guy's perfected it. I mean, it doesn't. There's no local flavor, like no weird aftertaste flavor to it. Just incredible beer, and it's right in the Frankfurt Marina. So I'll that's be there cool. six to nine on on Wednesday. <laughs> Uh, my birthday is on Thursday. So Happy, I'm birthday get drunk. Happy birthday, Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Uh, I'll be 41. So I'm saying hello to my 40s in style at my house. Are you really that young? Yeah, he is. You didn't know? No. Yeah. I, I, mean, I was the youngest in the band at Showtime. When, wow. I mean, we started the band oh, in 94. Man. I was 13. Oh, no. Now Ryan Quinn is. Now Ryan Quinn is a fucker. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, he's he's almost 10 years younger than I am. Ryan's going to, or Ryan just turned 31. So, ah. <clears throat> um, but uh, then, yeah, Friday at the gig. Handsome Bob at the gig on Saturday, and then uh, we're at Harpoon Eddie's for our first Showtime gig at oh, Harpoon cool. Eddie's. I love when uh, you guys outside. Yes. Great spot. Oh, uh, you know what? That kid, AJ, from Handsome Bob got in touch with me. I got to have him up on the show. Yeah, he's, uh, he's watching. I guess so they're playing the gig on Saturday night. It turns down. Did you guys hear that? I, I yeah, didn't. Yeah. I mean, but maybe they're AJ. Can you uh, can you throw it up here on uh, on Facebook on the did. comments? There I, it is. I, I, Handsome yeah. Bob at the gig this Saturday oh, night. Oh, I wonder if they're playing the gig on Saturday, Joe. I, I, I don't know. The I know, day after Showtime plays. Handsome Bob. I've Showtime's never heard of playing there playing there too. Yeah. Oh my God. Joe Town saying Happy Birthday, Justin. Thank you. Uh, but uh, 
AJ, I'll message you. I meant to message you earlier, but I've been busy. You know, I love those guys, man. He's got to yeah, plug man. all his gigs, though. We can't There's just, just yes. I love it. Uncle Charlie Meatballs, freaking, all these all these bands are so good. The energy level's there because they're fresh. You know, it's just so good. I love and it. And it's summertime. 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 You know, one of the, look, I'm going to outdo AJ. One of the places that they're playing, too, is the Lourdes Bazaar in the end of August. Okay. Did you ever go to that? No. Did yeah, you ever go played. to those little church bazaars? Yeah, we played. Oh, shit, man. I think those we actually f- might be there again this year. Those things are fun, yeah. man. Oh, cool. Which which one? The Lord's Bazaar? Our Lady of Lords. Our Lady of oh, Lords. Our Lady of Lords. Gotcha. Yeah. Notre Dame Junior High, whatever. Yep, so. yep. Gotcha. Cool. Anyways. All right, Joe, before we get out of here, let's end with this oh, with a rant. But I, I'm just so happy these days. I don't I know. know. All right, you and your goddamn motorbikes all <laughs> over the street. <laughs> and don't give me any of your bullshit, Steve Arthur. <laughs> He's a ball breaker, and I love that guy. I saw him there in the attacking game. But uh, you saw last week where the city of Utica got all those uh, motorbikes and four-wheelers and, like, confiscated a bunch of them. Steve chimes in and goes, city of no fun. (laughs) (laughs) It was perfect. I I cracked up. No, but uh, fuck you and your motorbikes because I ain't trying to fucking lay in bed at midnight while you're riding up and down my street six years at the same fucking time. All right? I'll put a goddamn rope across that road and take your fucking heads off. But only to the white kids, because I don't want to come off as racist. I don't want to be an asshole. Uh, another thing. Oh, uh, we got another one. No, 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 another thing. This pollen shit can go to hell, too, man. Oh, I'm yeah. tired of this. Where'd it come from? Mexico? Did it jump over Trump's wall? And that's why all this pollen's up here? Does it come from Canada? I can't stand pollen, and I can't stand having a stuffy nose this whole part of the year. Mm-hmm. All right? Plus, my old lady gets sick, and then I got to put up with that, too. God love her. No, but my last thing is, and this is a real rant, fuck you and the fireworks, because I'm tired of the fireworks, and they're going to start anytime they're soon. They're going to start anytime. Oh, yeah. Now, you just jinxed right. it. I uh, went to Rome the other day. Yep. Yeah. It's <clears throat> May. They should start next week. Um, stick them up your ass is what I want to say. And Price Chopper, you're a nice story like you, but stick them up your ass for putting them out there in front of it. First of all, you put up a bunch of fireworks in your store and then put up a sign that says don't smoke around them. Well, <laughs> nobody's smoked in a grocery store since 1986, so why don't you shut up? But I hate the fact that they sell them right there. Because it just opens the door for the next guy to come by with a pipe bomb and blow your street halfway up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. And also, if you're going to use fireworks, wait till it gets fucking dark, please. Thank you. Uh, because, this, you know, you just making noise for no apparent reason yeah. is stupid. It is stupid, yeah. I really hope my neighbor right next door is watching that rant because he is famous for setting off fireworks in the you middle know, when they're trying to do a podcast. He's blowing it up. And then when I go confront him about it, I'm like, hey, I'm trying to record her. Oh, I'm trying to have fun, man. Fuck you and your fun. fun. Hey, man. You can, wait, you can wait one hour to blow off your freaking fireworks. Right. I don't know if these will count. For there your you fun. Oh, that, that's you and your fun. I guess that counts, too. You don't be inconsiderate. 20? Because that's not fun. But my last one is... Oh, you got another one. Hey, listen. No, I do have another one. Okay. It's the truth. Look, man, if you live in the city of Utica or the city of Rome, mm-hmm. just in Frankfurt, wherever, stop with the... Get ready. Fucking backyard fires, all right, man? If you live up in Forestport, you live in Colebrook, you live out in the woods, you live on the outskirts of town, have all the backyard fires you want. But guess what? While you sit there and watch the flames dance in front of you... All your neighbors' houses are full of smoke, asshole. Put the fire out. And you know what? They didn't go buy nice hardwood. They're burning down, the, you know, the trees with the little helicopters and shit mm-hmm. that they cut down from their backyard in a porch they tore off. So it's smoke that smells like a house is on fire. So we're trying to watch a movie, and you're having your stupid backyard fire like you're on fucking vacation. 
And all we can do is smell smoke, and so can all of our neighbors. Not to mention that, like in Utica, the houses are about 10 feet apart, and they're all from 1900. So stick your backyard fire right up your ass, okay? It's not fun for you that I'm trying to kill. It's you being an inconsiderate prick that I'm trying to kill. <laughs> With your motorcycle, not your motorcycles, I like those, your goddamn off-road bikes and your four-wheelers, your pollen, your effing fireworks... That counts. No, it does not. All Say right. it again. You're piling your fucking fireworks in your goddamn bullshit backyard fucking fires in the middle of the city. <laughs> and other than that, listen to 92.7 The Drive, because uh, we're all about the fun. <laughs> this, is, this has been a public service announcement from Genesee Joe at 92.7 The Drive. <laughs> No, but really, those things are all stuff I don't like. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can, you know? I can see the passion in hey, your voice. Hey, man. Chotel, where are we at? We're about 26. Yeah. Okay. 26. You yeah. know, hey, look, you live in the outskirts of town. You want to go for 30? Have all the outside fireworks you want. Yeah. Or, you know, fireworks and outside fires. Mm -hmm. If your neighbor's living room is close enough for you to see what they're on TV, don't have an outside fire. That's all there is to it. If you're watching a movie or playing a video game and I can look across the street and see what you're watching... Don't have an outside fire because the smoke's going somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's going in all your neighbors. Guilty. <clears throat> but I live in Frankfurt. They're not that close. That's okay. I'm basically talking about Faxton Street. If you live somewhere else, I don't give a <laughs> shit. Fuck your neighbors, too, because they're just complaining. You're at 31 now. Because when my girl starts going, ah, the smoke's getting me. Now, what am I going to do? Go beat up the guys across the street or the guys over on Jewett Place? No. I'm an old man. I'm not going to go over there and tell them to put their fire out or beat them up. So now I got to get the complaints about the smoke in the house from her. So they got to put the fire out. So what you're saying is that you wouldn't, you wouldn't be totally upset if your girlfriend wasn't yelling at you to, to do something about it. Yes. Definitely. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's like anytime your girlfriend or, or somebody's wife goes, you know what you got to do is you got to go tell them. It's like, no, because the next thing is going to be something so completely incendiary <laughs> that there's no way somebody's not going to jail, them or me or somebody. So, no, no one has to go tell anyone anything. All right. All right. So other than that, we're good. All right. That has been a Genesee Joe rant. I, we got to make this a it. daily thing. <laughs> I think so. We'll just we'll have, to have him call in every day. Just, you know? Yeah, can you just call in with a call rant? Call in with a rant. I just call in with a rant. Joe says you're at 31. Thank you, hon. Yes, thanks I for keeping tabs. Joe Town, I can't type any faster. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I got to hang out with Joe Town and Gina and Paul oh, this week. They were at uh, the Sal Villantinetti show, so it was cool to hang out with everybody. What and a cool guy he was. Sal, yeah. I talked to him on the phone. He was really, really He's cool. He's the modern day Jackie Gleason. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Modern day Jackie Gleason. As a matter of fact, uh, my girl and a bunch of our friends went to that because I had a play Saturday night. But He's funny. What a nice guy he, can he sing. was. Yeah. He's good, man. And Jack Anthony LaBarber is another one. Yeah. Another young Completely guy Completely different yep. uh, type of music. Yep. Somebody should keep that alive and he's doing a great job. He is. For sure. He is doing yep. a great job. And it's a good guy. Thanks, Joe, for coming in. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Thanks for the rant. I'm all amped up right now. I'm ready yeah, to no, go. I, I'm ready to go get a fire extinguisher. You guys built it up, and now I felt like I had to really go nuts. Oh, so you know, you really, you really nailed it, though. I you got a little Lewis Black in there because that's what yeah. I was trying for. I was trying for. I a little love Lewis it. Black. I was, you know, that was my motivation, kind of a Lewis Black thing. You know, I think angry. you nailed it. Yeah, yeah. you did good. You better check your blood pressure. Yeah, nah, go. I'm good, man. Yeah. Bullshit. Got your Libertor.
right. <laughs> Thank you to United Auto Sales, EJA Moving Services. Joey's over at 307. Uh, Billy, the liquor guy, Utica Coffee, Saranac Brewery, my attorney, Dave Longaretta, and Ballsy, ballwash.com. Use promo code members only for a 15% discount. We're talking about young bands. One man, the band. That's Lo- another one. He's coming tomorrow. Oh, he's is here. he? Yeah, he's promoting some uh, show he's Logan Chesborough. Yep, Logan nice Chesborough. See, Great that- kid. There's so many of them right now, we didn't even remember all the names. That's well, that's another well, it's bad for us because it shows we're going downhill. We're but no, we're yeah. just old. Yeah. yeah, we're old. And I'm a pothead. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you guys tomorrow. Excellent. Looking to sell your vehicle? Contact the United Auto Wholesale Team. We'll buy it. Old or new, car, truck, SUV, van, call to set up an appointment. Then stop in, make the sale, and get instant payment. Sell your vehicle to United Auto's Wholesale Team. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you'd like to contribute and help with the cost of the producing this podcast, you can hit our virtual tip jar on Venmo at XYTODA. Please subscribe on all our podcast platforms. Follow, like, and subscribe All Things Disruption Network on social media. And visit our website, disruptionnetwork.net.